0: Chapter 9 of the Magic Mimics in Oz by Jack Snow This LibriVox recording is in the public domain Chapter 9 Mr. And Mrs. Hilo Step right in folks watch your step miss. We're on our way up next stop the top Only two stops bottom and top next stops the top The little man spoke with an air of importance as he smiled at Dorothy and the wizard from the stool on which he was perched in the car which the opening of the stone wall had revealed they peered at him curiously shall we go in asked Dorothy drawing a deep breath to be sure said the wizard anything is better than this stone prison ah, a philosopher and a wise one too remarked the little man As soon as Dorothy and the wizard were in the elevator for such it proved to be the stone door swung shut At once the little man pressed one of several buttons on the side of the car and again They heard the whirring sound which had puzzled them in the cavern Dorothy concluded it was caused by the machinery that operated the elevator the little car was shooting upward with a speed that caused her ears to ring Just swallow several times advised the wizard sensing Dorothy's discomfort That will make equal the air pressure inside and outside your body It's a trick. I learned when I went up in my balloon to draw crowds to the circus back in Omaha Dorothy did as the wizard suggested and found the ringing sensation disappeared Who are you asked the wizard gazing curiously at the little man and where are you taking us? you don't know who i am exclaimed the little man with surprise after all you know you did ring for the elevator and since i am the elevator operator naturally i answered allow me to introduce myself my name is high low and i am taking you to the only other place the elevator goes except for the bottom and that's to the top of mount illuso i assure you it's a far better place than the bottom while he spoke Dorothy had been regarding the little man who called himself Hilo He was very short his head coming only to Dorothy's waist He was dressed in a bright blue uniform with big gold buttons a red cap was perched at a jaunty angle on his head His face was round and his cheeks as rosy as two apples his blue eyes were very bright and friendly but the oddest thing about him was that his clothes appeared to be a part of his body as though they were painted on and dorothy concluded he was most certainly made of some substance other than flesh and blood ah i see i've aroused your interest remarked the little man with satisfaction well i'm proud to tell you that i am made of the finest white pine and painted with quick drying for our enamel that flows easily from the brush and is guaranteed not to chip crack craze or peel i'm easily washable too spots and stains wipe off in a jiffy with a damp cloth or sponge no rubbing or scrubbing for me and i suppose Hilo concluded vainly You've already admired my rich glossy finish and beautiful rainbow colors Dorothy smiled at this speech and the wizard asked tell me Hilo do people live on the top of Mount illuso Of course Hilo replied in his cheerful voice We have a thriving community of folks Pineville it's called But we're all very happy and contented he went on hastily there's not a lonesome pine among us, although there are several trails on the mountain top. But are there no flesh and blood folks like us? queried the wizard. Before Hilo could answer, the elevator came to an abrupt stop. Here we are, announced Hilo cheerily. He pressed another button. The door of the elevator swung open, and Hilo called All out all out top floor all kinds of wooden goods the best pine to be had pine tables pine chairs, pine houses and pine people Dorothy and the wizard stepped from the elevator and surveyed the scene before them Yes, this was certainly the top of Mount illuso The elevator exit was in a large stone wall at least ten feet in height that appeared to circle the edge of the mountain top before them spread a dense pine forest, while a small path led from the elevator to a tiny cottage that stood nearby. The cottage was painted bright blue with trim white shutters, and smoke was rising cheerily from its red brick chimney. Right this way. Just follow me, folks, said Hilo, trotting along the path to the cottage, his little wooden legs moving with surprising speed. Mrs. Hilo will certainly be surprised to see you you are a real event the very first visitors We have ever had from down below As they approached the tiny cottage the front door swung open and a little woman stood in the doorway She was even smaller than Hilo and like him was made of wood and painted with the same bright enamels she wore a blue and white apron over a red polka-dot dress on her head was a trim little lace cap my goodness she beamed visitors at last do come in and make yourselves comfortable the wizard found it necessary to bend over to get in the doorway so small was the cottage once inside his head nearly touched the ceiling the cottage was neatly and attractively furnished with comfortable pine chairs tables and a large Davenport drawn before a fireplace on which a log fire crackled cheerfully The air was sharp on the mountaintop So the bright fire was a welcome sight to the two Wanderers All the furniture glowed with the cheerful gaudy hues of glossy enamel Dorothy thought that the wholesome aroma of pine scent that filled the cottage was especially delightful Great pine cones exclaimed mrs. Hilo You must be half starved. I'll get you something to eat in no time at all Tell me would you like a delicious cross cut of pine steak with pine dust pudding fresh crisp pine needle salad with turpentine dressing and a strawberry pine cone for dessert Dorothy almost laughed aloud at this strange food, but the little wizard answered courteously, "'You are most kind, madam, but I fear our systems would not be able to digest the delicacies you suggest. Perhaps you have something that meat folk like us could eat?' "'Of course!' cried Mrs. Hilo. "'How stupid of me! You are meat folks, too bad!' she added critically. It must be a terrible bother to take off and put on all those clothes and to keep your hair trimmed and your nails paired. Now mother let's not draw unkind comparisons cautioned Hylo diplomatically as he settled himself into a comfortable chair. None of us is perfect you know remember that spring when you sprouted a green twig on your right shoulder? Ha <laughs> you are right said mrs hylo with a laugh. We all have our weak points. And with that the little lady bustled off into the kitchen. Dorothy and the wizard sat down gingerly on two of the largest chairs the room contained, but small as the chairs were, they proved quite sturdy and readily supported their weight. Is there any way? asked the wizard, that we can leave this mountain top? Hilo sat bolt upright in his chair, and stared at the wizard in amazement. Leave? "'The mountaintop?' he repeated, as if he couldn't believe his own ears. "'Do I understand you to say that you want to leave this delightful place, this most favourite spot in the universe?' "'We do,' said the wizard emphatically. "'Our home is in the Land of Oz, and we desire to return there as quickly as possible.' "'But why?' asked Ilo. "'No place could be as delightful as this mountaintop.' Just wait until you have become acquainted with it our healthful refreshing climate our beautiful pine forest our handsome village of pineville and its delightful people Have you ever been anywhere else asked the wizard quietly? no never but Then permit me to say replied the wizard that you are not qualified to judge Little Dorothy and I have traveled in many strange lands all over the world and we prefer the land of Oz for our home. Well, every one to his own taste, of course," muttered Hilo, unconvinced and a trifle crestfallen. Just then, Mrs. Hilo re-entered the room, bearing a tray laden with steaming hot foods. At her invitation, Dorothy and the Wizard pulled their chairs up to the table, and Mrs. Hilo served the food on gleaming white enameled pine platters and dishes. There was savory vegetable soup, scrambled eggs, cheese, lettuce and tomato salad, chocolate layer cake, and lemonade. The food was delicious, and as Dorothy and the wizard had not eaten since breakfast, and it was now nearly evening, they did full justice to the meal. Mr. and Mrs. Hilo looked on with polite curiosity, marveling that the strangers could enjoy such odd food. When they had finished, the wizard sighed with satisfaction and sat back in his chair. Where did you get this excellent food if there are no human beings on the mountain top? he asked. Oh, but there is one meat person like yourselves on Mount Iluso, said Mrs. Hilo. She is our ruler, and many years ago she gave me the magic recipe for the preparation of human food. As you are the first human visitors we have ever had, this is the first time i have had occasion to use the recipe who is this ruler of yours inquired dorothy she is a beautiful fairy princess named ozana Hilo replied ozana exclaimed dorothy wizard did you hear that ozana doesn't that sound an awful lot like an oz name it certainly does agreed the little man May we see this princess ozana of yours? he asked Hilo. I was about to mention, replied Hilo, that it was ozana's orders when she appointed me keeper of the elevator that I was to instruct any passengers I might have to seek her out at her home in Pineville. Oh, let's go see her right away, exclaimed Dorothy excitedly. Not tonight, objected Hilo you would never find your way through the pine forest in the dark. You may stay with us tonight and be on your way to see Princess Ozana early in the morning. Dorothy and the wizard could offer no objection to this sensible and kindly offer of hospitality. Since it was now dark outside and the little cottage was cheerful and cozy with the log fire, casting dancing reflections in the brightly enameled furniture, they were quite content to spend the night there. After several more questions about the ruler who called herself Ozana, Dorothy and the wizard decided that Hilo and his wife knew nothing more beyond the facts that Princess Ozana had created the Pine Folks and built the village for them to live in. Have you and Hilo always lived here alone? Dorothy asked Mrs. Hilo. The little woman's expression was sad as she answered, No. Once we had a son. He was not a very good boy, and was continually getting into mischief. Uh, He was the only one of our wooden folks who was ever discontented with life here on Mount Illuso. He wanted to travel and see the world. We could do nothing at all with him. Mrs. Hilo sighed and continued. Uh, One day a friendly stork paused in a long flight to rest on Mount Illuso, and the naughty boy persuaded the stork to carry him into the great outside world. From that time on we have never heard anything more of him. I Often wonder what happened to our poor son the little woman concluded in a sorrowful tone How big was your boy asked the wizard was he just a little shaver? Oh No replied mrs. Hilo. He was almost fully grown a young stripling I should call him and was his name Charlie inquired the wizard thoughtfully yes yes it was oh tell me sir implored mrs Hilo, do you perchance know my son not personally replied the wizard but i can assure you madam that you have nothing to worry about where your son charlie is concerned that friendly stork knew his business and left charlie on the right doorstep the wizard had a small radio in his apartment in the royal palace in the emerald city which he sometimes turned on and listened to with much curiosity. But he never listened for long, as he was subject to headaches when listening to anything but good music. "'Oh, thank you,' exclaimed Mrs. Hilo. "'It is such a relief to know that our Charlie turned out all right after all. "'There were times,' the woman confessed, "'when I had a horrible suspicion that he was made from a bad grade of pine, "'knotty pine, you know.' There are those who share that opinion, murmured the wizard, but Mrs. Hilo was so overjoyed to hear of her son that she paid no attention to the wizard's words. Hilo, who seemed totally uninterested in this conversation concerning his wayward son, merely muttered, A bad one, that youngster, and then yawned somewhat pointedly and remarked that since their beds were far too small for their guests to occupy, He and his wife would retire to their bedrooms and Dorothy and the wizard would pass the night in the living room Mrs. Hilo supplied them with warm blankets and soft pillows and then she and Hilo bid them a happy good night Dorothy made a snug bed on the Davenport while the wizard curled up cozily before the fire Just before Dorothy dropped off to sleep she asked Do you suppose this Princess Ozana has any connection with Oz Wizard? It is possible, and then again the name may be merely a coincidence, my dear, the little man answered sleepily, so don't build your hopes too high. A moment later, Dorothy's eyes closed, and she was sound asleep, dreaming that Toto, in a bright blue uniform with big gold buttons and a little red cap, was operating the elevator and saying, Right this way, Dorothy. Step lively, please. Going up. Next stop. Princess Ozana. End of chapter nine.